From RTE Brainstorm, why do women feel the cold more than men? Here are the factors involved in why women really feel colder than men in the same room by Leona Donaghy from Ulster University. Are you sitting comfortably? Well, some of us aren't. When it comes to heating buildings, you can't please all of the people all of the time. Women report higher rates of dissatisfaction with their thermal environments, but do they really feel colder occupying the same space as men? Let's look at eight of the factors involved. Number one, thermal comfort. Defined by ISO 7730 as that condition of mind which expresses satisfaction with the thermal environment, thermal comfort concerns both measurable environmental parameters like air temperature, air velocity, surface temperatures and humidity and physical, physiological and psychological factors. Adaptive thermal comfort, as it is known, takes account of acclimatization factors, how people can tolerate greater temperature fluctuations in naturally ventilated buildings where windows can be opened, and indicates that having greater control over one's thermal environment affects perceived thermal comfort. Number two, hormones. Hormones including thyroid-stimulating hormone found in both men and women help to regulate bodily functions and they do indeed play a role in thermal comfort. It is also now thought that fluctuations in certain sex hormones cause a woman's temperature to drop and remain low during ovulation. This in turn keeps her immune function low so as not to attack any foreign invaders which may be present, helping them to survive and increasing the likelihood of pregnancy occurring. At the same time, however, she will be feeling colder and is more likely to get sick. Number 3. Metabolic Rate Metabolic rate is one of the primary variables for calculating thermal comfort. Models developed in the 1960s and 1970s use standard values for metabolic rate based on an average male for indoor climate regulation calculations. However, women tend to have a lower resting metabolic rate, so many buildings are thought to be underperforming by up to 35% and can't be considered energy efficient for all occupants due to this overestimation. Number four, clothing. Clothing acts as insulation for our bodies to protect us from feeling cold. Female office attire can include dresses and thin blouses rather than the suits, shirts and jumpers which men often wear. Male clothing tends to cover more parts of the body and is also more thermally insulating. Number five, perception. Perception causes us to take voluntary corrective actions, such as putting on a coat, complaining or closing a door or window to maintain thermal comfort, and also causes our bodies to respond automatically. Although we're not aware of it, when skin's cold or warmth receptors sense a change in temperature, it signals to the brain and in turn to the body, causing us to shiver sweat or our hairs to stand on end to provide insulation as appropriate. Number six, core temperature regulation. When we heat buildings, it's not to apply heat to a person to attempt to warm them. 
Since our core temperature sits at around 37 degrees Celsius, much higher than the 16 to 25 degree comfort ranges of our homes and offices, what we're really trying to do is prevent them from losing heat too quickly to their surroundings, as this is what the sensors on our skin perceive to assess comfort. The greater the temperature differential these sensors at skin level detect, the greater the perceived deficit in comfort. Believe it or not, women have been found to have slightly higher normal temperatures than men. But rather than making them feel warmer, as you might expect, it only serves to exacerbate this phenomenon and actually causes them to feel colder. Number seven, cold hands, warm heart. Ever heard the saying cold hands, warm heart? This is particularly true for women due to a process known as vasoconstriction. This is where blood vessels near the surface of the skin, most often on a woman's hands and feet, squeeze together to move the warm blood around vital organs to keep the core temperature higher at the expense of the less vital extremities. This causes the sensation of cold hands and feet, notably in bed, requiring a woman to be in a higher temperature room in order to achieve the same level of comfort as a man. But why does this vasoconstriction not occur to the same degree in men? Men tend to be larger, have more muscle mass and so are producing more heat, so they don't need to shut down the blood flow to the skin to maintain temperature. Exercise as well as other lifestyle factors such as sleep, alcohol consumption and tobacco play a role in thermal comfort. Alcohol is a vasodilator, which opens the blood vessels near the surface of the skin and can cause a person not only to put on the so-called beer coat, but can also be dangerously vulnerable to extreme temperatures which can lead to fatalities. Smoking causes the opposite effect and increasing vasoconstriction occurs to the point where tissues may die off, causing a person to lose a limb. Number eight. Do we turn up the heat or turn it down? Employers with a gender-balanced workforce may be interested to know that recent findings suggest they may be able to increase productivity by turning the thermostat up beyond what current standards call for. In any case, whatever the weather, remember that men and women experience temperature differently in the same space the next time you get into a battle of the thermostat in the office. If we want to continue to live happily ever after, we may have to turn the heat up just a little while we look for other ways to reduce our energy bills, improve energy efficiency and keep our carbon footprint down. Perhaps employing more low carbon renewable and storage technologies in our offices and homes will provide a more comfortable solution. Based on a piece by Leona Donaghy from Ulster University. Discover more at rte.ie forward slash brainstorm. For RTE Brainstorm, I'm Paul Moriarty.